You're listening to The Shepherd's Voice, featuring the Roman Catholic Archbishop of Singapore, Archbishop William Goh. My dear brothers and sisters in Christ, in the first reading, we read the end of the life of Moses and of course his leadership over the sons of Israel. And it is very significant that the departure of Moses was given a very modest ending. Normally, when a great man dies, there will be long recitations of his achievements. There will be great fanfare, celebrations in honor of what the man had done for the people. In the case of Moses, he ended his office together with his life without all these honors and glories. In fact, the scripture was extremely thirst in describing the end of the life of Moses. And what's the reason? Simply because Moses He did not need any honors and glories. All these things were insignificant. For the very fact that Moses, we are told in today's first reading, there's never been a prophet in Israel like Moses, the man the Lord knew face to face. This is the greatest honor that could be given to anyone one who knew the Lord face to face. Indeed, God spoke to Moses as a friend to a friend. The intimacy that Moses had with the Lord simply could not be compared to any other achievements in his life. When a man enjoys God's special relationship He is already consoled to know that he is loved. And that was what gave him strength to endure all the struggles as leader of Israel. That's the reason why even though he was forbidden to enter the promised land, God only gave him a preview over the promised land. But God did not allow him to enter. For many of us, we would think that it was a harsh punishment simply because he disobeyed the Lord and struck the rock with his rod. Yet, the truth is, why is there a need for Moses to enter the promised land? If anyone has seen the Lord face to face, he has already a foretaste of the promised land, a foretaste of heaven. And so what is the promised land compared to seeing the face of God and to know him face to face? And so truly, for Moses, there was no regret at the end of his life. 
even when he could not enter the promised land. For Moses, he was very contented simply to be at the service of God. You know, among all the titles that have been given to all the biblical leaders, they are called God's servants at most. Only Moses is called the servant of God. This is the greatest title. And Moses was happy with this title. He had no other titles to describe him as the leader of Israel. He considered himself as a servant of God. His whole life was given to God. He was committed to the task, responsibility that God gave to him. Right to the end, he served the Lord as faithfully as he could. Moses did not require any other title. To be the servant of God was the greatest title that anyone can have. To be known as a servant of God. Indeed, my dear brothers and sisters, that was how Moses saw himself. He died as a servant of God, knowing that he has accomplished and done what he could. Of course, Moses was realistic. He knew that his mission could never be complete. In fact, that is life. All of us, we fulfill only a certain role in this life. The mission continues after rest. We are just fulfilling our part, our role in the divine plan of God. As was in Paul would tell the Corinthians, someone will sow the seed, someone will water the seed, it is God who makes the seed grow. We all have to play our part as servants of God. And after we have done, Jesus in the gospel tells us, then just say, I'm unworthy servant. I have done what is my duty and no more. And because Moses was realistic that he cannot accomplish everything, he appointed Joshua to take over from him. And that is what we read. Joshua was filled with the spirit of wisdom, for Moses had laid his hands on him. Again, very significant example of leadership of Moses. He did not appoint someone who was his relative. Someone of his own tribe. Joshua belonged to the tribe of Ephraim. Moses was of Levi. Joshua was not related to Moses at all. In many empires and kingdoms and even in politics, very often the anointed one would be one of the sons, one of the daughters. The dynasty carries on. But not, not for Moses. He didn't want to leave a legacy, a dynasty of his family, of, of his tribe behind. 
for him, he was clear the best man must be appointed for the job. Regardless of whether his relative or member of the tribe. The kind of vision that Moses had, the best man, whoever can lead, whoever is obedient to God, he should be that leader. This is certainly amazing. Because Moses, we are told, when he died, he did not leave any legacy behind. In fact, we are told, until this day, no one has ever found his grave. He did not ask the people to erect a monument in honor of him. Not at all. He did not want to be remembered. He wanted the people just to remember the laws. He was the lawgiver. He gave them the laws of God. Obey the laws and you will find life. There was no need for any monument enacted, erected on his behalf. This reminds me of our former Prime Minister, the late Mr. Lee Kuan Yew. In his will, he said, I don't want any monuments. Man who is selfless. It's not about himself. It's about the people, about the country, about the nation. And Moses was that kind of person putting the people before himself. He wanted people just to be focused on God, not on him. He has done his part. He is, he is gone. It's over. Focus on the next one. Obey the next leader. That is Joshua. His time is finished. That's the kind of legacy that Moses left behind. Moses who was conscious that everything he did was not his own strength. It was the power of God. And we are told how the first reading described what signs and wonders the Lord caused him to perform in the land of Egypt against Pharaoh. It was the Lord who did all these things. Moses claimed no credit at all for all that he had done. All that he did was because the Lord used him, worked through him. Only the Lord deserves to be honored and to be glorified. We are all servants of God. Nothing to boast about ourselves. Nothing, no glory for us. There is no need to take credit. Honestly, if we are servants of God, that itself is a great honor to be chosen by the Lord to serve Him in whichever capacity the Lord has given to us. What else do we want? That we are able to serve Him unworthy as we are. And Moses certainly, my dear brothers and sisters, he was not perfect. He had his own weaknesses like this. When the Lord called him, he was initially resistant. He got angry easily. He was hot-tempered. He threw the tablets at the people. Struck the rock with his stick. He was disobedient as well. And yet God chose him. Not because he was deserving, but the Lord chose him. And so, my dear brothers and sisters, 
we must resign ourselves to the will of God in our life. Whatever plans He has for us, let us cooperate with His plan. And we will find happiness. We do all that we can with all the resources we have. And if the Lord wants us to be successful, praise the Lord. Sometimes we are failures, also praise the Lord. What is important is like Moses, that our conscience be clear. We have done all we could, and we can only say we are unworthy servants. Thanks for listening to The Shepherd's Voice, featuring His Grace, Archbishop William Goh. This podcast is brought to you by Catholic SG Radio.